coming up on this episode of You're Invited. Later, uh, when I was very obsessed with anagrams, I wrote this companion limerick, which is an anagram of that limerick that I just read. All the exact same letters, and it goes like this. Freaks, humor geeks, folks whose tongues are in their cheeks. Welcome to the Style Invitational. Misfits, wags and wits, folks who laugh at naughty bits. Here's a show that's fun and educational. You will meet our leading losers and learn the way they think. Take their tips and maybe you will see your name in ink. Empress Pat, aristocrat, she'll put out the welcome mat. So get in line and file in, soon you will be smiling. Welcome to the Style Invitational. Hey, welcome to another episode of You're Invited. And perhaps we have, well, but one of the most successful of all current losers for sure, who just stormed up the standings, is Jesse Frankovich. He's here today, and it's a real delight. And people have asked for him by name to be on the show, which is rare. So welcome, Jesse. It's, it's, a great, it's great to have you here. It's great to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. Sure. So your claim, well, you have a couple of claims to fame. You seem to be in, seem to be compared to Duncan Stevens a lot. There was an article on Duncan in the, I don't, I don't remember what it was, a Virginia paper. And Northern I think that was by, it was by, it was by Jesse, um, Jesse Rifkin. Rifkin, the other Rifkin right. I think Jesse Rifkin actually asked for you a couple of months ago oh. and, and other people did as well. So maybe he's stoking the uh, competition here, but you're a limerick guy yeah. and you contribute to the OEDLF, the omniscient, you can ex- explain what that means, but so tell me what you do for a living when you're not doing salutational in limerick form. Well, sure. Uh, let me see if I can come up with something here. Um, let's see. Uh, my work involves models. Sound grand? I assure you, it's rather more bland. Not the beautiful kind walking runways you'd find. They're for forecasting travel demand. <laughs> you're a genius. Folks, he just did that off the top of his head, I think. Well... Maybe not. I gave I, a little I, bit of a hint. I might have worked on it a few minutes ago. <laughs> okay. That's still tremendous. For So explain that. I work for the Michigan Department of Transportation, and I, I work with computer models uh, that forecast traffic and look at different uh, scenarios, um, future growth and population. And we can also do things like uh, look at the impacts of construction projects, um, blue bridge closures, all sorts of things like that. It seems like some of the most um, successful Losers are from, well, Chris Doyle is from everywhere. And then there are a few other folks who are, but I really like the fact that people like you come from Michigan or or Chris is from Texas. And it's not just a DC DC thing because it's such a DC kind of contest. It started as a DC contest. Sure. How did did you find it? How did you stumble Uh, on it? I would blame Chris Doyle, actually. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. Back in the early 2000s, I was very active at anagrammy.com doing anagrams is a monthly competition that they where they vote i might have been in like 2004 chris doyle joined there for a couple months and was participating and got to meet him and then somehow through that connected that was about the same time that the oedlf was was starting and so got involved there as well and then also since that was about the time that they started the limericksicon competition in the style invitational of course and then so got connected with all three of them at the same time and have been variously 
obsessed about each of the three ever since. So you're still involved with the, the anagrammy one too? Yeah, uh, it's been off and on. I, I, I was very intensely involved for three or four years and then went through a long period where I wasn't and then got back into it even more intensely than the first time and, and won a whole bunch of awards. And wow. you know, I'm back to not being so involved in that one. <laughs> I kind of imagine you and Chris Doyle going head to head on that one. One of you is the winner one year, and the other is like, oh, unless Duncan Stevens joined, then he might be in the top. No, no, he's gotten there, but he's big into, into the limericks. How, so how did you get into that? And how, how many of the losers are involved in that? Or do you know? At the limericks? Yeah. I, I mean, Chris is by far the most prolific. He's got over 5,000 approved limericks. I've got more like 700. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Duncan's somewhere in the 200s and rising fast, but uh, uh, Brendan Beery uh, has been a big contributor. Stephen Gold come to mind, but yeah, so I, I recognized a lot of the name. I mean, I've been at the Limerick site for ever since it started. Actually, the assistant editor in chief there. So I, I've I've worked, you know, been a workshop editor for probably over several tens of thousands of Limericks there. So, are there any Limericks that got accepted or like one? something that won in the style invitational but didn't get accepted in the OEDLIF or vice versa that you thought, wow, this is like, I love this one. And it got throttled. No, the, the OEDLF will accept anything really. Oh, okay. So they're much more open than, than Pat is. I mean, Pat's looking specifically for funny. Right. And the Limerick dictionary just cares that you define the word, the word of interest. Uh, and it's a bonus if it's funny. So, so if ten people do the same word, do they all get accepted? Or yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. They're 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 much more interested in just that it meets you know the standards of rhyme and meter, and that it accurately defines the word and doesn't you know have any glaring mistakes or factual errors or anything. And but they're more than happy to accept anything really. So, out of the seven hundred you've published, and probably dozens more that have gotten ink, do you have any favorites? Favorite limericks, yeah. Favorite sure. limericks, yeah. That are kind of on topic. The first one defines the word limerick itself, uh, and as a bonus, it's an acrostic. Uh, the the first huh. letter of each line is a a b b a, which is the, of course, the the rhyming pattern of a limerick. Um, so it goes like this: uh, A good limerick's no trouble to fashion. Avoid lines that are metrically clashing. Bring together some rhymes, build in humor at times, and enjoy it. For some, it's a passion. Nice. <laughs> and then a few years later, uh, when I was very obsessed with anagrams, I wrote this companion limerick, which is an anagram of that limerick that I just read. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it has all the exact same letters, and it goes like this. A good anagram's tougher. That's plain. Look, one critical rule does constrain. Every letter to finish. Boom. Solutions diminish. Sometimes dire, shabby filth may remain. <laughs> and then at the very That's amazing end, that you could at the very end that. is the letter J, which is the dire, shabby filth <laughs> that I wasn't able to incorporate <laughs> into the limerick. But conveniently, that's my first initial, so I, I've that's, formatted it as a signature. So it's oh, part, that's brilliant. Part of the limerick that that's way. Brilliant. I'm, I'm always amazed by I don't know the gymnastics that are. Uh, entrance or the you know the, the fireworks they can come up with you know you know take the, a five-letter word and create you know manifesto from it that's funny and somehow they will you know it's like <laughs> you know, it's like there's there's no fodder yet something beautiful and funny and and profound comes out of it i was looking up your stats 
and sure. you're in eight, you're in eighth place and you're in first place this year. There was only one year that, and of course I was comparing you to Duncan and there was only one year, last year, Duncan yeah. beat you, but you went from 184, which is, I can't even conceive that to 118, which is still double oh, any yeah. that I've that's ever actually, got. <laughs> that's actually incorrect. I only had 97. There's some glitches that Eldon's still working on in the, in the latest year's stats. Okay. So boy, you're, you're very honest about that. So what happened? Were you slacking off? You only got, you know, you only got uh two a week instead of four a week. Right. Uh, uh, well, at a Grammy, lots of, no, no, nothing <laughs> like that. I would blame it mostly on the pandemic, just being involved in real life stuff. And then uh, I don't know. Somehow it seemed like for the first six months, it, things weren't as funny as they used to be. It was hard to write jokes about anything but coronavirus. You know? That's true. Uh, you have a family. And, and, and to some extent, it's just hard yeah. to maintain that level. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was in the stratosphere a bit there. So 97 is still pretty good. It was, it was, it was runner up. And I mean, that's still. I'll beat the I legs to Chris Doyle and Kevin Dobart. <laughs> so do you do 25 entries a week usually? Or do you no, do every- I'm no Duncan. I, I, Certainly for the short form contests like horses and things, I always do 25, but uh, I'm much more selective. Like I don't submit anything that I wouldn't think would get ink or, or has a good chance. So I, sometimes I submit, geez, three or five, you know, real low number, but most of the time it's between 15 and 25. Yeah. And are there any contests you don't enter? Cause you're like, I just no, I always, this or don't I always enter. I, I, struggle with song parodies sometimes and and a couple other different things shakespeare comes to mind but uh, there's the joke that that duncan's always suggesting shakespeare contests because i don't like them but <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize that was because of you <laughs> yeah because he's had a few of those they don't all, i'm i'm kind of there's always the debate about clever versus funny i think i find myself more on team clever so the ones that are more just like open-ended writing jokes i, I don't like as much as the ones where you're manipulating letters or something like that. You know, of course, I love anagrams. Interesting that you mentioned funny versus clever, because I noticed that this week with the lentils on the crossword clues, yeah, a preponderance of clever, not quite as funny. There were yes. some, and the ones I picked made me laugh out loud. Oh, okay. I'd say like, you know, 80% of them were, that's very clever. I wish I'd come up with, is it funny? You know, mm. and the other ones were kind of silly. The ones that I picked that won. You know, because they just made me laugh. I'm a fan of all of it. You know, yeah, I, me too. I, me I too. appreciate it all. I, I wish I was more funny that way. And I strive to be sometimes. Sometimes I have to remind myself, huh. go through the entries a second time and say, hey, this is kind of neat, but it's not going to make it unless I jive it up. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to put you on the spot again yeah. and yes. ask you to come up with a limerick that describes your approach, you know, coming up with entries. Uh, oh I, well, I don't know if it describes my approach, but I did write one about just being a loser in general. So oh, you're not supposed to say that you did it in advance. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, never mind. No, Off no. the top of my head, <laughs> okay. yeah. if I had to come up with something about the style invitation, right. I, I guess it would go something like this. Hmm. I'm not sure if I really should boast of the hobby I work on the most, but I'm one of those folks who writes poems and jokes to get ink in the Washington Post. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very elegant. See, there you um, go. Elegant, but not funny. So. <laughs> well, I've heard of funnier things. Sure. You know, <laughs> so I'm not going to lie, but I also didn't ask you to write something that's funny, you know, so um, th- there you have it. But it's good. It's very right. good. Uh, you should put, put it to the uh, submit it to OE, 
DLIF for yes. Style Invitational. That's kind of one of the things that's, that draws yeah. me. Some of the limericks I like the best, actually, are just completely bland. Uh, and it's just the, the challenge of, uh, you know, finding, you know, the rhyming words and the, and the anapest rhythm to, to define a word. It can be, uh, you know, a unique challenge on its own, whether or not it's funny. So that's kind of what draws me to that to some extent. Okay, I'm going to betray my ignorance. I know the word yeah. anapest, but I don't. Is that the rhythm? Oh, of yeah. The hickory, hickory dock limerick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That rhythm is called anapest. Anapest. Great. Now I can throw that word around. <laughs> Anyone you model yourself after? We heard that when Brendan Berry was on the show, uh, Alec Blackwood said that she thought he was better than Ogden Nash. Oh, is, sure. You know, <laughs> are there any writers that you fancy yourself or fashion yourself after or even losers or you just just jesse you know um uh, and by the way i'm i'm on a roll here so when you won did someone i'm sure this was done that your victory song was i wish I had jesse stats or something like that was that your did someone write a song like that for when you were you were loser of the year i assume right sure um, well yeah i was loser of the year several years ago because they only give it you can only win it once so the first time i was even sort of high, I, I got that. But then, so that wasn't the same year that I had 184. And was it, I wish I had Jesse stats. Oh. Um, I wish I had a brain like that. It's possible. I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard that, no. Well, I just figured, because I'm sure I didn't make it up, you know, because it's kind of easy, right, when your name's Jesse, right? <laughs> if they have it, well, great. Someone with Jonathan Jensen or someone you know, who's a who's actually a talented musician can come up with something and, and maybe Mark Rathman can write the lyrics or with together with um, Jonathan. <laughs> but you asked about people I model myself after. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't think of any real like famous authors or anything, but yeah, I mean, Chris Doyle comes to mind just because I have a long relationship with him through both anagrams and limericks. And then now the style invitational, he, he kind of is also at fault for getting me involved, you know, in the second, my second wave here, uh, you know, cause I, heard about the style invitational again back like in 2004 or 5 when all these things were starting up you know participated a little bit got ink got even a win once and but uh it was uh, thinking about like once a month and got pretty frustrated with the whole thing because mm. you know i wasn't putting in nearly the effort you know and and so kind of fell off and well I, mean, I was so obsessed with the limericks you know being an editor that i just got totally immersed in that and and was gone from the style invitational for like a decade and then the, the second time around, I think Chris Doyle was part of it. He saw, I had written, it was when I was in my second wave of anagramming and I had written a, a full anagram of Shel Silverstein's poem, Sick. <laughs> and I, I changed it to Rich and it was all about Donald Trump, of course. So that's out there somewhere. If people are interested in reading that. But Chris saw that and he posted it or, or at least mentioned it in the uh, Style Invitational Devotees which I don't think existed way back, you know, 15 years ago. And so that got me connected to that. And I was, you know, having fun with, you know, meeting those people, met Alex Blackwood and was, you know, anagramming. Right. And uh, the other thing that got me more connected this time, I think, was Eldon's uh, NRAR's page. I don't think I had discovered the first time around. And so having the leaderboards and all the history and to be able to go back and read the old invites for inspiration, um, that really cemented my interest the second time around. And of course, just uh, once I started competing again, I got a taste of, I think I inked maybe the first four contests I entered and 
So I was hooked again. <laughs> I, I noticed, I looked at your stats and you started around the time I did. I think it was like in the 500s and you had like one here and eight there and then yeah, yeah. nothing and then uh-huh. a few there and then you exploded. What clicked? Was it just putting in the work? Was it the elbow grease or was it like, oh, I know how Pat thinks now. Pat likes these hands, you know, like these things. I have to, you know, or this is what works as a joke or, or is it all of the above? I think all of the above, some of the things I just mentioned, being able to see myself, you know, that first six months, you know, like, wow, you know, I, I can do this. You know, I'm keeping pace with the Brendan Beery's and Chris Doyle's and, and uh, I think part of just luck. I mean, that I got inked the very first time, you know, this first, I think it was week 1140 that I re-entered, you know, just had a little, just a taste of success and, and uh, that got me hooked again. And then, yeah, I, once I was really into it again, then I was, I put in a lot more work, you know, the second time through, you know, writing more entries, better entries, learning from past mistakes and, and seeing what Pat liked and yeah, took off from there. You know, I, I've said this on multiple podcasts, but it is difficult to get ink with the likes of uh, yeah. the young bloods like, like you and, and. Sure. And, you know, um, it, it reminds so, me of Sarah like, Walsh. Uh, yeah. Like the Federer and Nadal joke yeah. kind of a thing. Like it, how many championships would they have if the others. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, Chris Doyle's always up there and it's like, oh, I've got a chance. And then it's like Tom Woody pops in. It's like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, and here comes you know, Ryan Ashley. And it's like, this yeah, is the Duncan. I'd have right. like 1500 by now. <laughs> right. First, if I hadn't taken a decade off, I might, I might be Chris Doyle. That's yeah. my great regret in life. <laughs> well, you still look like a young man to me. And, and yeah, yeah, I've got time to catch up. No, but it's not up to me. It's we got to keep patter. That that's true. So we we, we got to make sure she keeps weightlifting and, uh, yeah. and taking those walks to the to the river and it keeps up her strength. And obviously, no one can see you. I can see what you're wearing. You're wearing a loser shirt, a oh, red yeah. loser shirt that has yeah. the, oh the hangman thing, the yeah. hangman loser shirt. Yeah. yeah, which is, I guess it got. Maybe someone complained about it that it was too. Um, oh, I'm sure. Graphic. I'm yeah, not sure or... if this was worse or the <laughs> or the uh, the cannonball in the mouth. Right, right. That's an early era step. You must, did you get that in the 2004? Did you get it like? Oh no, no. I got this, this stuff in you know more recently. Just as uh, I've won all the other prizes, so here have a shirt. <laughs> right, because that's you know that's something out of the archives. That's awesome. Let's go to what Mike liked and what Jess blessed. We're going to do some lentil soup. We're going to uh, take the lentils off the the crossword grid. Um, So you know how this goes. You'll do, you'll start with your four. I'll do my four and we'll go to one. And if this is duplication, then it's duplication. So be it. it. Okay. uh, So at number four, I have Chris Doyle with his uh, W-H-E defined as the middle of nowhere. That's uh, sort of clever not particularly funny, but actually would work as a actual crossword puzzle clue <laughs> sort of thing that I love. Yes, I agree. And it's like something that would be in the, in the times, the London times, Yeah, um, that kind of crossword puzzle. And that's a perfect example of what I thought really good and clever, not yeah. so funny, but right. You know, definitely worthy. Yeah. I love um, that kind of thing. My number four was, I think was funny. It was by Daniel, I don't know how to pronounce his name, named Galif or Galif from Tallahassee. And it's, it was blank, P blank, R blank, sport. 
what grandpa calls you when he forgets your name. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. So yeah, great, great job, Daniel. Let's, yep. uh, how about your number three? My number three is by Frank Mann, Washington. And it was his take on Leroy Brown changed to Lemon Brown, the sourest man in the whole damn town. Excellent. That was my number three, too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> As another funny one. That was clearly <laughs> number three, then. Yes, that was clearly number three. That's um, consensus. Yes, great, great stuff. And yeah, I, I just was <laughs> thinking of the guy with like a sour puss face walking around. So your number two. My number two uh, is Mark Rathman's We. O-U-I-E-E, which is, of course, the response to, would you like to ride the French roller coaster? <laughs> Excellent. Yep. I had, a, I thought that was good, but I had a different number two, and it was by Steve Glom, G-L-O-M-B, and it was Thinkor, and it was Think Blank Thwim. So Thinkor yes. Thwim. And that made me laugh, but it reminded me of the style invitational thing that goes around on the internet where you define words and somebody defined lymph as a lymph node as to walk with a lisp. So I, I thought that was reminiscent of, uh, yeah. of think or swim. And yeah, one, of the, one of the ones I remember, uh, I think it won this contest before a crossword contest was Anthem. And that's described as how Daffy Duck describes George Clooney. <laughs> 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 yeah when those work those those are great and, and that definitely right. works so you're number one my number one goes to jeff rakow of bethesda with a sigh a c a i the kale of berries nice is is that how you pronounce it or is it acai i don't i, I, I'm I don't asking you i have no idea <laughs> i should have looked it up <laughs> no no, no I've, I've heard it pronounced a million different ways um, it, it's the kale of berries, so I, it's, it's beyond me. It's it's the sort of yeah, the sort of things Whole Foods shoppers know about. I don't know. In a rare bit of um, synchronicity, well, not with you, but with Pat, I almost never picked the same one. But I picked Roy Ashley's teen. Um, oh, I'm sure. I'm working on the definition. Okay, for you know, for teens. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone has a teen uh, that really resonates with. I don't know if you have. I have two teens. I have so, a very nearly teen. I have a nine-year-old daughter. So uh, okay, well, she might as well be a teen. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 in for it, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> really good oh, stuff. One uh, one other thing, I wanted to give a nod yeah. to Jeff Rakow because uh, we recently shared the clowning achievement a few weeks ago in the uh, compare and contrast contest. So, and what was it? Kudos to Jeff for the Great Minds Think Alike award. That was the one where uh, we said that uh, uh, hand sanitizer is is uh, Purell and a night with McDonald oh, is Purell. Purell. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, applause for that. I wish I had come up with that. That was like, I, I know Pat saw that. This was like this one, you know, something like that. Okay, that one. Yes, Jeff uh, and Jesse, congratulations on that. Brilliant. Anything I didn't ask you that before we close that you, you want to shed light on or feel free to pontificate or say, I'm better than Duncan Stevens and Chris Doyle any day of the week or not. Cause uh, then you'd have to prove. No, it. no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm great fans of both of those guys. I, I enjoy all their stuff and, and, and appreciate the competition. And, and any other names you want to mention this? I love everybody. Uh, but yeah, especially the, the folks over at the, the Facebook at 
devotees page shout out to them but uh good folks well jesse it's been a real pleasure yeah. um i i got a taste Absolutely. of your sparkling wit and um <laughs> and and your uh clever wordplay so thanks and um yes uh, thanks for the opportunity this is great special thanks as always to jonathan jensen mark raffman and gil glass Be our guest, be our guest, come back soon as we suggest. Your invited is excited when you join our Chatterfest. Get the dirt, get the scoop, while we're joking about poop. Or our leader's latest gaffin', or some puns to leave you laughing. Did Bob Stack talk some smack? Did the czar give us some flack? Were there entries from last week that we have blessed? Tune in to hear some more about our invite lore. Come be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. Sarah Walsh plays a game. Jeff and Eldon, they're not lame. Let Chris Doyle and Danielle Nowlin leave you howling just the same. Learn the myth of Chuck Smith, jokes that wow you with their pith. Duncan Stevens, he's amusing. And Bev Sharp, she wins by losing. Just stay tight with the Vite, where the Empress keeps it light. And the losers hope she's suitably impressed. Come on and lend an ear, cause you're invited here to be our guest. Be our guest, be our guest. <laughs> <laughs>